So hello there, welcome to another episode. And today I am so excited to have Kyron here. I hope I pronounce your name properly. Um, yes, amazing. So uh, I just want to introduce you to this amazing person who is on the other side of the world. He's in Australia and I'm in Mexico. So I'm so excited. We're actually in different days of the of the of the year, right? So for me, it's afternoon for him. It's morning. And it's so excited that through this digital world, we get to connect and it doesn't matter which uh, in which location we are. So, so, so glad to have you. And well, I was going to tell you a little bit about him before we jump into our conversation about living consciously and loving consciously that I believe it's something that's so, so important. And deep to all our souls. So Tyron here is an ex-mechanical engineer and he's now a therapist and consciousness coach. He has trained with many Reiki masters. So if you're interested in Reiki, this is the person you want to talk to. And they help him find like their purpose and he feels so much gratitude about it, right? So his purpose is to help create a more nurturing world where people, nature, and the planet are valued for more than just the money. And this is something that's so key to my heart because I am always talking about the purpose and how purpose should lead and then everything else comes as an aftermath, right? So he loves running retreats and sharing fabulously loving energy and seeing people change there and then. And I'm so excited to have you here. Please jump in. Okay, thank you very much, Lenny. And I'm really excited to be here again because this is... Yeah, this is something that really resonates with me is helping people just to to change their world, to change the way they live, um, to become more conscious. And I can explain, I can expand on that as we go through. But becoming more conscious is a way of dropping out of the stress that we're living in most of the time. And that's that's what I see these days from my clients and my friends we're so wired in this world that we are living in constant stress. And that, that's not good for us from a mental point of view or even a physical point of view. Right. So that's what my work is all about, helping people come out of that and feel themselves again. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. It's so important, you know, when we are in this path of living in this world that we try to remove stress as much as possible. We are in a place where there are stress triggers everywhere all the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly right, Lenny. It is, we are in, a lot of people are in stress 24 seven. And what stress does to us, it, it, it stops us from living life consciously. We are living from the hind brain when we're in stress. We're living from the fight and flight um, mode of being, if you like, where our subconscious mind is is running our life. And that's all patterns that we learned when we were little kids. And it's not even our stuff. It's stuff we picked up from someone else. So someone else has designed our lives instead of us living our lives and designing our lives. Um so it being coming conscious is is the key to changing our lives. Many people don't know that we're actually the the research is showing that we are fully conscious to our lives for at most five percent of the time. Mm. So you know that's mind-boggling. You know, that means 95% of the time we're running on programs that are not ours. They're, they're inherited from others, from others who looked after us when we were, when we were young. And that, those programs are being reinforced so many times. They're just like, it's a habitual program that runs there that we're not aware of. Yeah, I completely agree. We are trained as kids, right, since the beginning. And we learn these things because we need to survive. So we learn ways to survive in the same way that the people around us are doing it, right? So we learn from them because that's what we see, right? Like, how can you learn something that you haven't seen or experienced in your life, right? But 
now you get to make a choice and say, hey, do I really want this? Exactly. With what we need to do, what people need to do to really come into who they are, come into their passion, their purpose, is make some decisions and make some some and choose to be conscious, to respond to situations rather than reacting, because our subconscious mind is there just like that. And it's got all the answers and it'll rattle them off, bang, 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 bang. This is what this situation is. And I know I've used this response, hundreds, this reaction hundreds of times before, so I'll throw this in now. And it's not a reaction. We don't want to be reacting with life. What we want to do is be responding to life. Mm. Responding is a conscious response. We think about it. We are present in the moment. And then we can decide what we want to do. Whereas a subconscious mind, the reptilian brain, if you like, is there always with answers. Right, yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to paint a picture of the subconscious mind is all bad. It's not. We couldn't live without our subconscious life, our subconscious mind. That allows us to walk, to breathe, to drive our cars, to do multiple things at once without even thinking about them. Just, you know, if you had to think every time you wanted to walk, you know, which muscles do I want to move, you know, to put one leg in front of the other? How do I balance? Well, we couldn't do that and participate in life. Yeah, that is crazy, right? Like I was speaking to someone who's a decision-making coach, and she said that throughout the day we make 38,000 decisions. That's right. That's right. We, We are making decisions unconsciously all the time. And a lot of those will remain unconscious. But what we want to do is to bring into consciousness the decisions that are important to us, the decisions that help us connect to who we really are, to make our presence in the world felt. And that's important to me because I believe we've all got something that we want to bring into the world. And that's what, that's what the retreat is about, helping us to connect to that that part mm. of us oh yes i completely agree like 100 percent. i believe that's why retreats are so powerful because they are a space where we intentionally show up and we get to retreat from our day-to-day life from our very subconscious reactions right of like uh like someone didn't speak nicely to me so then i'm gonna just react the way I'm used to, you know, maybe I get upset, maybe I scream back, right? Like, I have a very, uh, like an example that just happened a couple of days, I, it was like, now it was Easter weekend, right? So it was very busy where I was, like, it was like this town, and I was driving, and I had to go through another path that it was not normal, because they closed it, but I was very relaxed, right? I was just like, well, I have, I cannot go through my normal ways. I'm going to turn right and then I'm going to make it to my place. And then there was a car in front of me that went in the wrong way and wanted to go backwards. And I put reverse in my car and I I went backwards. And then he started screaming to me like all these bad words. I'm doing some like, you know, he was like, just pass with like very not the kind of language I speak. And I was just like, I get to choose how I react right now, right? I could like go crazy, get out of the car, you know, throw my dog at him, <laughs> be like <laughs> attack, you know, or I could get stressed, right? Or I could be upset and just like feel the anger inside of me, or I could choose to just pause, wait for the person to go and then just turn and say, have a nice day and keep my my way, right? And just be like, well, it's that's your choice, not mine. That, that's that's exactly right. And, and if we can do that, if we can be present to ourselves in the moment, then we can stop those reactions coming up 
and we can respond from the loving self, which we all have inside us. And in that way, it doesn't spoil the rest of our day. You know, we are, because if we react from something, we think about it again later. Oh, why, why did I do that? Well, I'm not like that. Why did I do that? But when we react, sometimes we can hear ourselves saying the words, um, but we're also thinking, why am I saying that? I don't want to be saying that. But the words are pouring out of our, our mouths because the, the subconscious mind reacts 100,000 times faster than the conscious mind. Yeah, so it just takes so over our lives. It does. It does take over our lives. But when we use the, the practices and we start to look at the little things in life and relax into them and learn how to really relax again, that's how we can start to change our, our, our lives. Now, I had a little example the other day here as well. Just a few doors up from me, I was, I was out the front of where I'm living at the moment, and there was an argument happening between a couple of youngsters, oh, a couple of um, probably in their, their early 20s, and the, the guy was shouting at his, I'm guessing, girlfriend who was in the car, Talk, look at me when I'm talking to you. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Now, I thought, okay, that's how his father used to talk to him. That's very much a parent-to-child interaction. Yeah. So that's not a way to react or to respond as, a, as an adult, as a loving adult. It gets nowhere. All that does is strengthen the other person's position so you end up going head to head. And yeah, it's, it. it's all about a choice, right? <clears throat> yes, it is. It's all about choice. You get and it's, and it's a beautiful. We get to yeah. choose. We do. We get to choose as long as we as long as we can stay in the moment mm. rather than letting those pre-programmed things come out. Yeah, I love for me something that really brings me back is breath, right? I just like whenever I'm like feeling that something is like not really great, I'm just like, let me just take a breath. Yeah, that that's really good. Breath is so important. They call it we call it the breath of life, and it is the breath of life. Without breathing, we wouldn't be alive. And there's ways we can use our breath. I'll just uh just one of them is okay, breathe as much through the nose as we can rather than through the mouth. When we're agitated, we tend to be breathing through the mouth all the time. We tend to be breathing fast. If we can take time to breathe in through the nose, that's great. And that helps us calm down. But also another thing we can do, if I'll just uh, explain this one, is if when we breathe in through the nose, if we can then make the out-breath twice as long as the in-breath, that helps us come out of that stress, out of that fight and flight, out of the... Um, it helps us come back into... And the word's gone. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it helps us come back into the conscious why it helps us come out of fight and flight back into rest and digest, mm. which is where we are much more able to make a considered response to something just by that simple breathing technique of making the out-breath twice as long as the in-breath. It's just about taking a pause, right? Like a yes, conscious pause. Yeah, it is. It's not the freeze, like that I don't know what to do so I'm gonna just freeze and do nothing and probably you're actually I'm just thinking about it and, I, and you actually hold your breath right you're like instead of actually breathing yeah. <laughs> yes and yeah sometimes that happens um, but holding the breath is not is not a good thing to do being in conscious control of our breathing helps us be in conscious control of our lives in times of stress. So that's the first step. And when we take that time to connect with the breathing, 
we automatically start connecting to that higher part of ourselves with our higher self that knows how to make loving decisions. Yeah, I think what you're saying is just so powerful because it's so important to make loving decisions, right? Like really that what you're making, that choice you're making is really coming from your heart. And I'm not, I don't mean the heart that pumps the blood and makes you excited or, you know, like agitated, but the heart that knows what's best for you and for everyone around you. Yeah, so that, that's right. When, when we are coming from that place, and you said it's not from the heart, but our heart is our connection to soul. So by connecting to our heart and talking from our heart, then we're actually connecting to soul and allowing that wisdom of mm. our soul to flow through to us. And we're talking about decisions and choices. And every choice or decision is a, is a choice between two things when we look at it. One of them is love and the other one is fear. They're not always immediately apparent what they are, but when we drill down into them, we can see there is, it was a choice or it is a choice between love and fear. So we get to choose moment by moment how we want to live our lives, whether we want to live from love or from fear. I think you just nailed such an important point in the conversation. Like, mm. It really is just up to either love or fear. And so many times we might feel that we're coming from a place of love, but we're actually coming from a place of fear. Oh, absolutely. And, and it, it, that changes when we consciously connect with our hearts because our society is all about programming up here, programming in the head, as I call it. We're living... Everything in our society, all the advertising, all the, all the news, uh, all the social media is about living from here. When we pause and start to connect with our heart, then we start to live life and, and experience life from a more loving perspective. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, when we take the time to do that, connect with our heart, connect with our breathing, one can feel the change in the physical body. It's so true. Feel the relaxing. And when you feel relaxed, relaxed, that's when the gratitude starts to just pour out naturally from you. You look around you and say, oh, wow, how beautiful is it to be in this place? to be alive, to be able to feel these emotions, to be able to see these things, to be able to smell life. As they say, to be able to smell the roses. Mm. That's so, so important. And that all comes when we learn to relax. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, it's really everything that you're speaking, you're just speaking to my soul. I'm just like, quiet, you know, I'm just like, just listening like you know active listening to what you're saying because it's it's so powerful and really is one of the most important practices that we can bring into our lives yes yes it, it is and anything that we can do to drop out of that stressful place and that's what that's they're all the type of things that i go through in the retreat Um, and I, I'm so excited to be doing this work because I, I see the changes in people happen instantly. They, I can see when someone's dropped out of their head and dropping into their heart, becoming more conscious. And I can see their bodies actually relaxing as they do that. Their shoulders start to to drop instead of being up here and they, 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 they physically start to seem more relaxed. And isn't uh, it like so amazing that the, even like their body will give you signs and tell you, Hey, you're doing it right. You are relaxing. You are coming into 
this present moment you know you are not reacting you are responsive it's such a beautiful machine that we have here that really helps us oh it, it is it is and it gives us signals all the time and it gives signals out to other people all the time exactly how we're feeling um, and when we are feeling heart connected then that that is contagious because our heart field our heart has an electromagnetic field around it which extends several meters from our body and when we consciously connect to that heart field and make a decision to be in our heart then we can expand that heart field further and that starts to affect other people so when we're in that space we can spread love just by being in our hearts yeah you're really speaking my language i love it like i yeah it's it's really an energetic field and the heart doesn't just stay inside our chest it can go deeper and further down the line and if anyone who's listening here that i'm sure many of you have felt this expansion inside your chest cavity right that you feel like what's happening here there's like some pressure from inside out like what is this this is all energy yeah absolutely and every, everything is energy uh, but energy can be positive or negative but when we're in our hearts, then what we're doing is we're spreading that positive energy. We're broadcasting that that positive, that loving energy out into the world and all through our bodies to help us stay out of the help us stay out of our heads. I mean, there there is I forget exactly how many, there's you know, many, many times more messages going from the heart to the head. And all the heart wants the head to do is follow, follow the lead of our of the heart. And our society is all about the other way around, about living from the head, trying to get the heart to follow. And that's where stress starts. When we're doing something because the head wants to do it, the heart's saying, I don't want to be part of this. That's not the way I want to live. And so we start to feel stress. Yeah, because we have two contradicting parties inside of our body. Uh, exactly right. And one of them, the, the head can be a really good follower for the heart. It can put into action what the heart wants from the world, how the heart wants us to live. And the, the head will follow that quite easily. I have an, uh, I think a great example for this because like, uh, you know, like in the yoga, in the asanas, there's so many heart opening uh, asanas that you can practice, right? And in yeah. all of them, you will see the mind follows, even like the head comes backwards. And it's all about like really allowing the heart to lead and the mind to follow. Yeah, exactly. And when that's one of the strengths of, of the, of yoga practice when you get into that and same with meditation anything we can do where we drop out of out of the head into the heart into being rather than doing i mean it's an old saying but it's very true we are human beings we're not human doings <laughs> we're here to be in the moment we're here to be in life and we've seemed to have forgotten that Oh, well, I'm so glad that you are in this world sharing this with other people and helping them through this and to allowing them to reconnect with like really what's important at the end of the day. Yeah, so that, that's, that is what is important. You know, at the end of life, we don't want to be looking there reviewing, saying, oh, I was so stressed for all my life. What was I missed? I missed life. We want to be there saying, Oh, yeah, I loved. I loved as much as I could. I I lived life to the fullest. Mm. I've served other people. I served the world. I lived my purpose. That's what we want to be saying. I totally and, agree. And I know so many people who have lived their lives just 
basically because they need to eat, they need to drink, and it's like the the thing that is supposed to be done, right? Not really about choosing to enjoy it. Just like even enjoying yeah. it. Forget about like anything more complicated and like, you know, like going into different dimensions or figuring out past lives or anything like this. Just like having actual joy in your life. Absolutely. Yes. That's something that's a good point. People can get can get trapped into into the what we can call a healing journey sometimes. And they they tend to focus a lot on, okay, I've got some blockages. There's something I need to heal here. But when we focus on that, we're putting energy into that and making it more real. If instead we focus on relaxing, relaxing into life, relaxing into the moment, then, then those things start to stop to start to fade because we're not feeding energy into them. If you if you take an example, if you've been to a goal setting seminar, you know, to set your goals for your life, I say, okay, you've set your goals. Now keep focused on those goals. The more you focus on those goals, the more you solidify them and bring them into reality. But the when we look at our what we want to heal, when we're constantly looking at, I need to heal this, I need to remove this blockage, I need to clear this, then what we're doing is we're actually making it more and more real, making it more difficult to remove. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, it totally makes sense. It's all about, for example, like when you relieve or you think about a, a memory in the past, right? Something usually the trauma satisfies you that, you know, it was not a happy moment, a sad moment, you know, and so many people, they do through this through therapy, like, right? Like they spend 10 years going over and over and over again, the same trauma and they're trying to fix it. But the reality is that the brain doesn't, make a difference between present past and future for the brain it's just real it's happening right now so when you keep remembering the same traumatic event over and over again the only thing is you're creating these neural pathways and they're making you're making them stronger absolutely yes a very 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 good point uh lenny yeah the more time we spend spend thinking about something whether it's consciously or unconsciously, then the neural pathways there grow. So the work is, if I can use the word work, is about reprogramming, reprogramming our subconscious mind. And we forget that we can program we can program our subconscious mind. But we've done it so many times through our lives. When we've learned a new skill, it becomes easier because our subconscious mind knows what to do. It's become a habit. Driving a car has become a habit. Walking, riding a bike, they're all habits that have come out because we have consciously reprogrammed our subconscious mind. Mm. I love the way you see this. Yeah, it's amazing. So, and yeah, that's, these are all things that you know that I go into that I'll be going into in the retreats as well is how to do this and the retreats are not not talk fests they're not all that they're experiential so there's opportunities for people to feel to feel to sense to use all their senses to help them relax and I keep coming back to relax because that's the key word. As we relax, relax into who we are, then everything else starts to become clear. Now, in society these days, to a lot of people, relaxing is sitting down with a glass or two of wine or a few beers or something like that. Having a drink is the only way they know how to relax. But that's not really relaxing. Taking a stimulant is not a relaxation. When we learn to really, really relax, to be in the moment, put the phones away, 
put any form of stimulation away and just learn to be with nature. Because we are part of nature and part nature is part of us. So that's what, to me, it's all about. Recognising who we are, where we are. Mm, I really like this. I'm also like thinking that, you know, when I was in school a couple of years ago, no, <laughs> I remember they used to say that neurons were, once they died, there were no new ones, you know, and now like science has proven that you can get new neurons in your brain and you can remove neural pathways that existed and create new ones. So this is just absolutely amazing. Oh, yes, absolutely. There's so much more now that that um, quantum science, quantum, quantum physics is revealing about that. The neuro, neural plasticity is what you're talking about there, where we can grow new neural pathways, the neural pathways that we want. Even when people are brain damaged, when they've had a trauma a traumatic head injury and part of the brain has been damaged, it's showing now that we can reroute those neural pathways to different parts of the brain. So, you know, people can repair themselves. And you know, this is a long time in the, in the um, complementary health um, uh, society. We've known about this, but now physical science, if I can use that word, is also proving that, which makes it a lot easier for people to accept because they have black and white provable things rather than, oh, look, this is what happened with, with me when I did this. But now those things are all validated. Yeah, it's just um, a very good cheat sheet for the brain. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, to ease yeah. more into the information. And we always knew, right, that science will catch up and learn ways to explain what is already within our nature yeah absolutely we've got so many things in our bodies that are there for us to to use but science is now just proving that they're talking about the um about the T cells and uh, the different types of cells that can be programmed to anything, the stem cells that can be programmed to become anything. And science is finding a way to do that. But somewhere in our bodies, our bodies have already have the wisdom to do that. You know, our bodies repair themselves when we allow them to, when we keep our mind when we keep our mind focused on where we want to go rather than focused on what is wrong with us, mm -hmm. then our bodies repair ourselves. I or love this. Them. I think this is such an important thing. So, for example, I know you teach all this in your retreats and it's absolutely amazing and I love it. And if you were to tell people like one or two or a couple of things, however, as many as you, you want, uh, like things that people can do to really relax and allow this like conscious living and loving uh, to come into their lives. Okay. Well, we've already talked about some of them. One of them is conscious breathing. Take time every day to breathe in a different way. You know, I talked about the one, you know, breathing in and breathing out for twice as long. That's something I do every time before I go into meditation. It helps me drop into that meditative space, that space where I can connect. And another one they can do is actually meditate. You know, people say, oh, it's so hard to meditate. But there's many, many different ways of people can meditate. Maybe they're meditating and they don't realize it. But what a great way I love to meditate is to walk through nature, it's to put my phone away, put everything away, 
and go out and walk through nature, whether that nature is on the beach, whether it's in the in in a forest or in the bush, or in a, in a in a pasture in a meadow, just walk and just be present. And as you do that, you start to to hear things. You start to smell the the smells of nature. And when you look around you, look at the ground sometimes. Just sit sit on the grass and look at what's happening around you. You'll see so many little insects and things there. And you'll realize that you are part of nature as well as nature being part of you. And and why nature is so important now is that technology is tending to say that we are not part of nature. Our daily lives, we are not part of nature. But we are. To set ourselves up above nature is, is not helpful for our physical health or our mental health. To recognize that that tree, we are connected to it in so many ways. Without those trees, we wouldn't be here because the trees produce the oxygen that we need for our bodies. So just contemplating nature. Mm. Contemplation is another form of, of meditation for me. Thing, I really like it. Yes, keep going, please. Yeah, other things we can do is just you know, is I don't know if you've ever experienced if you've ever experienced the float tank. I have. You know, it's, so. it's a sensory deprivation in a way because you 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 lay in this tank of fluid. It's like um, you know, it's a special salts that are in there where you can't sink. You just float as if you're floating in the Dead Sea. You know, you know, when you go to the Dead Sea, you just float with a lot of your body out of the water. Being in a float tank is like that. But then they can also close the lid. So you can just be in that. You can lose yourself. What I mean by that is you can lose your program self because there's nothing there to remind you of who you are. Now, I'll be honest and say that scares a lot of people. But if you can get over that, being in the dark, just floating in water so you don't have any tactile connection with the ground can be very scary to some people. But it's a great thing to do from my point of view. So that's another little thing. Um, What else? Just be grateful. And one way of being grateful is to is to start writing a, gra- a gratitude journal. Every day, write down a few things that you're grateful for. And I know some people find this hard to start to, to start with. They think, what have I got to be grateful for? I'm living a life I don't want to live. I've got I haven't got enough money or anything. But you have got money you are have money for buying things you have somewhere to live you've got clothes to wear you can appreciate all those things you can appreciate your body that allows you to move through this life your feet your your legs your arms your head your eyes all those things all those senses we can be grateful for And when we come into gratitude, that helps us change our perspective on life. The more grateful we are, the more life delivers more to be grateful for. I love this. I love gratitude practices. Like for me, they're so powerful because it just brings you back into like these that I like. And I love teaching this. It's like, what do you already have? Right. And then from there, instead of focusing on what I need, what do I already have? What are all these amazing things that I have accomplished? Not the ones that I'm lacking. Such <laughs> yes. a, right? 
It's just yeah. like so many people teach you, oh, for you to have a successful retreat business, you need to have a website, you need to have this, you need to have waivers, contracts, uh, insurance, and, uh, and the list can go on. And I'm always like, mm, first, let's see what you already have. And then everything else will come. Yes, that's that's it. The, the more we appreciate what we already have and who we already are, then the more we will get delivered to us, if you like. Yes. The more we will see the truth, we may, the more we will see the rewards there for doing that. You know, and even talking in the space of business, like you don't, like I have, I know so many people that they don't have a website. And they're still doing what they're doing and they're doing great because they're doing it because of what they want to do. They want the gifts that they want to share with people, the transformation. Everything else is just on the side. It's not so important, right? So if we go back always into this space of like, wow, I already have this and it's going to work out and really believing yeah. it, right? And yeah. if you don't, you know, like you fake it until you make it and then you keep going until it's a reality and, we, you know, you keep moving forward and you're like, you know, you might like at the beginning when you're trying to become more conscious about your responses, right? Like, and not really reacting, you're probably going to fail a bunch of times. But you're, you're not going to fail if you're learning from it. Well, there, true. Every, <laughs> every time you fail, you can learn, you, you can turn that failure into wisdom and learn from it. And then you already won. Yes, that's right. You're winning every time. Every time you take a breath, you're winning. Every time you take a step, you're winning. Because you're moving, you're being alive. This is so true. This is so yeah. true. But so for anyone who's listening, you know, if you find it a little bit hard at the beginning to really relax and to uh, be conscious in your living and loving, just know that you are taking a step forward once you're doing it consciously and you are improving. And if it feels hard at the beginning, it's okay. It won't be like that all the time. And if not, I invite you to go and watch a YouTube video of a kid learning how to walk. He probably tripped a thousand times. But now what's happening? It's probably mm. an adult and maybe it's running a marathon. Yeah. Um, yeah, the very, very, very good points. And you asked about other things that people could do. I'd ask people to be very conscious about two things. One is what they eat, the food that they eat. Because when you look at your food, maybe you keep a bit of a food diary for a while and you can see, okay, I was eating this and this and this, and then I started to feel this way. I started to feel anxious. I started to feel stressed after I ate that food. Because anything that happens in our gut affects our state of mind. I know this only too well myself. I've been through that journey. You know, I, I'm, I'm gluten. I have to be gluten-free. I have to be dairy-free. Because if I'm not, it disturbs my gut, and that disturbs my my head disturbs my brain, so I can't hold emotional space. Mm. So that's one thing I'd like people to be conscious of. The other thing, be conscious of what you watch and listen to. You know, when you watch movies that are full of violence, they have, they can affect you. Now, I can just share something very quickly here. Uh, a while ago, I bought something. Uh, I bought something online. I bought it from Amazon, and I, I got a. I got a, a month free of Amazon Prime, which included the movies and everything like that. Now I don't watch TV. I make a choice not to watch TV, and um, yes, yeah, sure, I watch movies, but I'm usually, you know, watching kind of spiritual movies and uh, things like that. But Amazon Prime, so I, I watch some of these. So I started watching a, a series and it was it started to get very violent. It was a very good, very well acted and everything. 
but it started to to get very violent and very dark. And I noticed that that was affecting how I was feeling. So I then made the decision not to watch it anymore. Because even though I was watching it consciously, knowing it was only a movie, knowing they were only actors, some of the stuff was so bad, so dark, that it still affected me. Yeah, and actually the, the brain doesn't really distinguish from the TV and reality. Yes, there yeah. is some difficulty there. Yes, and it, it's easy for people to do that. And that's, you know, it's, it's the same when we're constantly focused on our phone, what's coming on Facebook, what's coming through on Twitter, what's coming through on whatever, when we're constantly living on that then that becomes our reality rather than actually living life. That's why I say technology, technology is in a way taking us away from who we are because we're not using our brains for the things that it's good for. We're not, mem we're not using our memories because, oh, I don't need to remember that. It's all on here. So with the advent now of artificial intelligence start to come, come in as well, then if we go down that route, there's going to be very little to distinguish me from anyone else because our reactions, and I use the word reactions there deliberately, are pre-programmed from what we see in our lives. The more technology we see, the more pre-programmed we come to follow the lead from technology. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's taking us away from nature, taking us away from our own nature. I really love everything that you've said. It's so, so powerful. And yeah, it's all about coming back into this space of relaxing and basically allowing space for, I call it magic to happen, right? Like, <laughs> yes, that's it. Magic exists. Magic is out there in life. Magic is within each of us. And when we find our purpose in life, that's where the magic starts to flow. You can tell when you're talking to someone who's living their purpose because you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their expression. They feel alive and that helps you feel alive as well. Or when you have two people living their purpose, talking together, interacting together, then that is contagious. Yes, we all bring and each other up. That's it. That's it. That's what we're here for. We're here to bring each other up, to help lift the level of consciousness of each other. Wow. And we have got... Fantastic opportunity to do that in the world right now because there is a big change of consciousness moving through the world. And the more we interact with that consciously, the greater we can change our lives. Wow, Kieran, this, is, this has been absolutely amazing. I'm just like in awe. I'm just like, I'm enjoying this so much. And, you know, it's... It feels like a meditation. I'm just like being extremely present and I, I really enjoy this. So I have a question for anyone who's on the audience and want, they want to find you and connect with you and learn more about what you teach and your retreats. How can they do that? Okay, they can. Uh, how's the best way to do this here? They can connect with me. and um, They can connect, connect with my social media, which is primarily Facebook. At, um, Oh, I'll have to bring. I'll have to bring it up because I can't remember it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will and, put it on the on the caption on the podcast episode, okay, so yeah. anyone will be able to reach you. But you know, yeah. like you can say it if you. Yeah, that that's it, and I can give you an email address as well for them, and for the retreats. For each retreat that I run, I have a I have a separate web page, if you like, mm. for that. 
and I've just so I've just been putting together one for uh, for the conscious Lo uh, living and loving <laughs> retreat that I'll be running in Bali later this year. So um, wow. I don't have the dates nailed down exactly yet, but it will be in October or November. Amazing. And it, will be, it will be in the island of on the island of gods, which is Bali. And mm. Bali fabulous destination because the Balinese live their spirituality. Every mm. day they are there putting out their offerings to their to their gods, if you like. Yes. It's so and true. They, <laughs> it's such a beautiful place to to run anything like that. And yeah, all through that retreat it will be about coming back into yourself into who you are, finding your authentic self again, letting go of all that those are that armor that we have around us, all that programming. So right. I'm so excited. So I'm so excited, excited for you too. So and I, I will put a link in, I will send you a link that you can put Perfect. it in for people to go to to that as well. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It has been such a pleasure to have you on this platform. And we can't wait to hear more about everything that you're doing. And thank you for sharing your energy and all this knowledge with all of us. Okay. Well, thank you so much as well, Lenny. It's been really good to talk. Oh my gosh, this episode is so good. Every time I listen to it again, I'm like, oh, so good, right? Like it's all about our heart and connecting with our hearts back. And it's a message that really stayed in with me because we always have a choice, right? It's either love or fear. So today I invite you to make a choice made out of love. Right? Go and test it. See how it feels. Start recognizing that moment. Why are you making the decision that you're making? And if you feel that your next step in your journey is planning and hosting profitable and heart center retreats, I invite you to go check out my website with my upcoming program because it's so, so powerful. And it's going to take you from point A to point Z of actually creating, crafting, and launching a retreat. I hope to see you there and your applications. And feel free to reach out if you have any questions. And if you like these episodes, please subscribe to the channel and leave us a beautiful review so more people can get this message across. See you next week.